0: This episode of Gareth Jones on Speed features three of my favorite things. Rallying, Wales, and California. Gareth! Gareth! Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I am the Gareth in question. How are we humans? I'm very good. I have to say I'm in a very very good mood, indeed, because as so often is the case when I'm doing one of these on-speed episodes where I'm on the road I'm on the road to Wales back to North Wales which, you know, always makes me happy have you ever considered that perhaps it might be a good idea for me to move back to Wales from London, because I spend so much time back there or driving up and down I might as well move there, but if I did that I'd have no journeys to do for this programme. So there we go. Living in London, wanting to be in Wales and making a podcast. Three things inextricably linked for your entertainment and pleasure. And mine too, I think. So I'm in a very good mood because I'm heading home to Wales. In, um, well, a vehicle which I suppose in a way means... I am moving back to Wales because I'm in a vehicle which is not really something for driving, although it does drive very well, but it is something for living in. I'm living in my car, as Alexis Hale used to say. What was that character in that catchphrase that he used to do? I'm living in my car. This is a vehicle that you could live in because it's a Volkswagen California. You know, the camper conversion of the Volkswagen Transporter, the latest model, which I think is the TR6, is that what they call it? And uh, what a vehicle! What a vehicle! I must be honest, I had difficulty sleeping last night. Seriously, I mean, I often get excited when I've got an interesting vehicle to drive the next day, but there was something about this, a camper van, I was as excited as a 10 year old going camping. You know, my kids, who are now 16 and 18, when we used to go camping with them when they were about 10 years old, it was so exciting for them that when we said, right, boys, time to go to bed, about 9.30, you know, they'd rush off to bed and get into their sleeping bags and go, oh, this is a great Dad! I love camping. It's the only time they would ever rush to bed. Usually it was a fight to get them in bed. And I kind of feel the same (laughs) about this thing. I can't wait to sleep in this I cannot wait now I've got it for a very good reason if you listen to On Speed you may remember that during the coverage of last year's Wales Rally GB I struggled a bit to get to the stages in time to catch the action early in the morning and I said that the smartest thing to do would be to get a camper van and bitch up there the night before So I looked into it. This is something that you can do. Many of the stages do open the night before, allowing you to do exactly that. So I hurriedly got in touch with VW, who, by the way, are returning to the WRC next year in WRC 2 with their polo. And I said, have you got a California I could borrow? And amazingly, they did. So that's what I'm doing. Genuinely excited, Going to pitch in a forest. Now, I don't know which stage exactly I'm going to pitch up in just yet. Plan A would be to go to Meherin. Now, Meherin isn't in North Wales, it's Mid Wales, sort of Aberystwyth it that way so it's a bit of a drive from North Wales but as I've got a camper if I get a bit tired I simply pull over and go to bed (laughs) I want to go to Meherim because I believe that's where Elvin's corner is where all the fans of Welsh rally driver Elvin Evans gather to cheer him on and I think for his home event I've really got to go to that, now if I don't make Meherim I will go to the Great Orm, a Gogarth, as we call it in Welsh, because for the first time in, what, I don't know, 30 years, world rally cars are going to be blasting around the Great Orm, that tremendous promontory that sticks out from North Wales into the Irish Sea. I can't imagine how glorious that's going to be. It's always nice on the Orm, so that's going to be magnificent. So, plan A, plan B, plan C and see if I don't make my hair in this to try and do one of the other stages maybe the Slate Quarry stage now I was there in June you may remember when I put out an episode called Come On Feel No Noise drove to North Wales in a Lexus I was hosting an event at Zip World it was a big rocket concert festival thing um, this time in that same place the rally cars are going around so I really am spoiled for choice there are three wonderful wonderful places I could go and watch rally cars do their thing and I don't know which one yet but that's all to come sleeping in this thing is exciting there's loads of room it's th- I'm trying, trying not to sound like my ten year old excited children But there's loads of room in this. It's got a pop-up roof which is electrically powered. There's a little control panel on the ceiling of the car, you know, above the windscreen there, in between the passenger and the driver's seat. And I press a button there, the roof goes up, and there's a big double bed up there. And then downstairs, there's a big double bed as well, if I just move the seating around. This thing's also got a fridge. (laughs) that'll keep me somewhere milk cool and it's got a dual ring gas cooker which means I can heat up me veggie chilli the night before the stage I'm going to see as well, so I am completely self sufficient, there's a sink as well so I can do me washing up there's no toilet that's okay. I'm out in the woods there's a toilet in the woods bears use it, or is it the Pope I can never remember so, I am in the perfect vehicle for Prepare this to event. To the left. What? Prepare to do what? To the left? Okay, I'm going to do something to the left. Very impressed with this already. It's got loads of umph, 204 PS engine. It's a four cylinder turbo, and I think. It might be a bi-turbo. I need to check that. I think it may have two turbochargers, possibly sequential. And I think it's probably the same get engine. The left, after one mile, the valley, towards really? Really? You want me to get off this motorway? Sorry, Sat Maybe you know something I don't know. I don't want to go to Dunstable. Why would I want to go to Dunstable? Hold on, I've got to look at the sat-nav. Arguing with your sat-nav is never a good idea because they always know stuff that you don't know. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. If it wants me to get off the M1, I'm going to. I don't know why, but there we go. Never argue with the sat-nav. It knows more than you. Yeah, I was heading north on the M1. Which is invariably how I start this journey, and it's often, you know, very, very busy. It's Thursday today, Thursday lunchtime, one o'clock, so it's not as bad as driving up on a Friday. Now turn off to the left. Okay. Sorry about the constant interruption from the set-nav. What was I saying? Yeah, the perfect vehicle... Possibly a twin turbo. Somebody, when I announced I was going up to Wales in this car, somebody on Twitter, forgive me for not being able to recall who it was right now, said... Wow, how pokey is it? How fast is it? And at that point, I'd only driven it a couple of hundred yards around the corner, so I wasn't qualified to answer that question. But now, having driven it a bit, I can tell you it is very pokey. It's got lots of torque. It's front-wheel drive, so it wants to slip those front wheels every time you pull out of a junction. So I've had to temper my right foot slightly and drive a little more softly. So how pokey is it? Yeah, very pokey. How quick is it? 0 60 probably not very 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 quick but with a vehicle like this you don't want it to be quick you want all that grunt to carry the mass around with you now can you hear a bit of rattling not at the moment because we've just come to a stop on this road to dunstable but there's a bit of rattling i think that's probably just me not putting things away properly there are fold out tables in the back there are covers for the sink there are covers for the cooker, and it's possible that I haven't put them away properly, and that's why they're rattling, I will look into that. Yeah, it's got a 7-speed DSG gearbox, a robotized automatic, I think they call it, don't they? It's ever so easy to drive, it really is. It's got adaptive cruise control, which I'm very, very pleased about. Once again, the broadcaster's friend. It doesn't have as far as I can tell lane assist so it doesn't have almost level 2 autonomy or driver assistance it just has all the basics but one thing, two things actually it doesn't have which I would really like it to have, the first one cup holders in the front here there are no cup holders immediately to hand so I was drinking a coffee and I had to put it down in the door pocket which is way 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 down because of course you sit bolt upright in this it's a van and it's a long way down to reach and I think I know why there are no cup holders probably because, oh I found them probably because I'm stupid that was (laughs) that's where that sentence was going I found them it occurred to me, the reason it doesn't have cup holders is because you want to be able to get out of your front seat and walk in the gap between the front two seats and get into the back. So there's nice volume of space there. And it suddenly occurred to me, hold on, there's something that you can pull out. And it looks like an ashtray, but it's not. It's the two cup holder. There they are. So there we go. That's where I would keep yeah perfect it slides away so you don't inhibit your movements around the vehicle i am stupid so okay there's only one thing that this vehicle doesn't have so far that i think it should have and that's reversing cameras it's got beepers and a little graphic but a reversing camera would be really useful it's quite long not quite as long as the Amarok that i drove but it is a van and very often the back of the vehicle would be absolutely full of stuff so you wouldn't be able to see out the back truth is I can see out the back at the moment because I haven't loaded it to the gunnels because it's only me in the car but if it did have a camera on the rear that would be a beautiful thing and they are cheap these days aren't they so if you were thinking of buying one of these I don't know if you can the spec one as an extra, oh this model by the way this is the Ocean, which I believe is the top spec version of the California California, great name by the way for this you know Californians and their VW campers go hand in hand, hey dude I'm going surfing yeah I got a VW camper let's go, so it is the perfect name, Um, when did the first camper appear when was it, 50's perhaps and so Volkswagen have got what 70 years almost, of manufacturing camper vehicles so they should have this down pat now. And of course there are lots of other companies who take Volkswagen transporters and customize them and modify them themselves, but this is Volkswagen's own camper, the California. Um there are versions you can get. I was talking to Mark Elvin on Twitter today and he's got a camper which I'm not sure who made his, but he's got a toilet on his. Very civilized and also blacked out trim which makes it look very very cool this thing's ever so pretty it's in two tone paint scheme rather like a classic camper it's a sort of a greeny blue and white which is ever so smart it really is sort of old fashioned cars with two paint colours on them and that's a good thing because old fashioned can be modern So, of course any fashion that goes out of fashion and then comes back in becomes modern again you know that rule if your dad wore flares you'll wear straights and when you become a dad if you wear straights your children will wear flares and their children will wear straights you know what I mean it alternates that way so what was unfashionable in the past becomes fashionable again Mind you, campers have been kind of fashionable for yeah 60, 70 years, eh? Well Volkswagen campers are really enjoying it. I'm genuinely excited. And I haven't really thought about the joys of the rallying yet. Uh, I'm gonna think about that. But the slight disappointment is when I get up to Wales, I'm actually staying with friends tonight. I'm not sleeping in the camper tonight but the truth is I'm so excited I think I'm probably going to sleep in the camper outside my friend's house tonight and I'm going to practice all the stuff on board because I don't know if there's any water in the water tank. That needs filling up. I think it's got a gas cylinder. I think it has. There's a switch I need to turn on. So I need to familiarise myself with it. There's an instruction book I need to read. And I will learn how to configure it. It's great. It's like a transformer, this machine. It really is. It converts tables pull out in the back. It's got a table which you can set up outside underneath the awning that folds out from the side it's got two camping chairs which are in a sort of a secret compartment in the tailgate it's very exciting kids like transformers don't they oh is it a robot, oh is it a truck and this thing you know oh is it a house oh is it a vehicle oh, <laughs> I really am excited I do apologise I'm a grown man calm down Jones why the heck am I in Dunstable I'm still on the road but I'm no longer on the A5 it was through Dunstable because that diversion put me back on the M1 right into a Yes, all right. Hush up, sweetheart. I wonder if I can mute that, if there's a simple way. I always struggle with this, don't I? How do you mute navigation very easily? Hang on, I'm going to turn it off. That's the easiest thing to do. That diversion, thank you, Shatnav, put me back on the M1, right in the thick bit of slow, bad traffic, and I think there's a reason for that. I think that diversion was trying to get me to avoid... A very slow section of the M1, but it wasn't up to date because when I got onto the A5 through Dunstable, it didn't even know a whole new section of motorway had been built there. The satnav thought I was driving off-road, off-road. But no, so I think Volkswagen, you need to update your satnav in this vehicle probably you do that via an sd card or a dvd update these days i think rather than over the air although i noticed looking through the menu on this guy it does have lots of online options so maybe it is possible to update it when you're sat outside your house connected to your wi-fi or something like that or using your phone as a hotspot. i'll have to look into that but not something you can wrestle with in the first couple of hours you've got a car now then do you remember that rattle earlier on I was complaining about listen to this gone it was driving me nuts and it was really awkward because I'm the only one in this car and I could reach back and just about touch some of the cupboard doors behind me to see which one was rattling because it sounded like a cupboard door but it wasn't any of the cupboards that I could reach so eventually I had to pull over in Watford Gap oh by the way Watford Gap wow have you been there recently the layout has been completely changed Watford Gap heading north I didn't recognize it at all maybe it happened a while ago and I haven't been there for a while but stop by it's interesting anyway I reached back couldn't reach any rattling bits i pulled over in watford gap and wobbled things in the back and found that it was the fold away table that was rattling against the cupboard now whether i hadn't put it away and clicked it or clipped it into position correctly i'm not sure but i found the only way to guarantee it wasn't going to rattle was to just pull it out and set it up so the table sat in the back with no one sat in it shame you're not here with me it would be lovely <laughs> I'm sorry a Renault Megane has gone by with the rear plastic bumper flapping in the wind it's like it's waving at me hello when I wave back sorry that was that was completely unexpected and very 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 funny He needs to click that back in position. like my table. Click your bumper in position, mate. So, yeah, finally sorted the rattle, which has made me relax a lot more. It's a very relaxing car to drive this, mainly because the front two seats have got captain's chairs. You know, fold-away armrests, which when you've got an automatic is a wonderful thing really relaxed. I'm sitting here with a steering wheel that's not quite as horizontal as a truck steering wheel which would make me feel like a truck driver but you can sort of drive it like a truck driver. That sort of sat upright holding it by the bottom of the wheel vibe. Very relaxing. If you're on big journeys and of course if you've got a camper you might want to be on big journeys so that makes perfect sense. Other things I have noticed while I'm out driving include... A Ferrari 488 which I drove up alongside lovely Ferrari but you always think when you see a Ferrari it's got to be a show-off you know bright red bright yellow always a certain amount of showing off if you're buying a Ferrari yes you know you love cars if you buy a Ferrari or you're a bit of a show-off and this chap who was driving this Ferrari I don't think he was a show-off because his Ferrari wasn't red wasn't yellow it was grey a really nice dull matte grey which made it look a very different car you stop seeing red Ferrari bodywork and you see all the sculpting that goes on it makes it look a very very different machine I really enjoyed driving alongside him for about 10 miles just studying it So there you go. I think I would follow that guy's lead. If ever I bought a supercar like that... I think I might be tempted to have one in a very dull grey. Really sweet idea, that. Nice. And another car I saw while I was driving along... ...which I've never seen on the road before. The Audi Q8. The only Audi named after a Spike Milligan series... Actually, that's not true, because Spike Milligan had a series called Q7 and Q6, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah, the Audi Q8. Now, I don't like the Q7. I despise the Q7 for two reasons. One rational, the other slightly irrational. The first one is that my lovely neighbours have got one, and I've been in it, and there's very little room inside. How can a car that big have so little space inside? That's why I dislike the Q7, but my irrational reason, you might think this is a rational reason too, was that once whilst driving home to North Wales, I was sideswiped by a Q7, quite deliberately. Terrible bit of driving, and I managed to flash him and pull him over, and a bunch of people got out, and one of them hit me. So I went right off people who like Q7s. I say hit me, I mean punch me, slap me in the face. I've gone right off people who buy Q7s unfortunately there are probably a lot of very nice people who drive Audi Q7s but you've been spoiled by that one group of people who are absolute thugs, I should have known that they were thugs from the way that they drove and how they behaved still we went to court and that was all sorted out, thank you very much but that's all I'm going to say in the matter but I saw an Audi Q8 now any new car that you've not seen before always gets your attention and makes you think oh yeah that's nice oh yeah yeah but I actually think it was it was very modern it seemed to have a much bigger glass house a lot narrower C pillars than the Q7 which made it look a much lighter more interesting car well done Audi I haven't spent any time thinking about the Q8 at all Oh, hang on, I've just got to the M6 junction here and I've got to make a decision. Do I go... I don't want the toll road. How do I get off this? And OK, Mr. Truck. He's going to let me in. Good man, thank you. Yeah, I hadn't spent any time thinking about the Audi Q8 at all. But now that I've seen it, I think it's a better looking car than Q7 and also a better looking car than the Bentley Bentayga which I think I'm right in saying is based on that platform isn't it, the same architecture and yeah, I think if I had a choice between a Bentley Bentayga and a Q8 I'd probably choose the Q8 and I like Bentleys, I do like Bentleys I'm not a fan of the Bentayga, I think I prefer the Rolls Royce Cullinan controversial, I know maybe one day when I drive both of them I'll make a decision on that matter so there we go interesting things you notice whilst driving around number 74 the Q8 is good looking and the 488 looks lovely in grey yeah it really does you're a chosen speed Hello, welcome aboard the good ship California Ocean. A car drives past and I've sealed myself in because I'm in position. I'm at Meherin, the stage which is going to be run at I think about 8.30 on Saturday morning. It's now Friday night and I navigated my way here. I was very pleased to see that you can enter coordinates in the sat-nav on this California very easily. It was really easy. I'm always a bit nervous about entering coordinates. I shouldn't be. But once you've done it and you know it works, and it brought me straight here. Now, I've come to Meherrin, because, as you know, that's where Elvin's Corner is. and I'm very excited to be here, but also... ...slightly disappointed. I drove the 100 miles from Conwy in North Wales... ...down to Ceredigion, where this stage is. And when I arrived in Aberystwyth... ...I decided to have a small meal before I set up camp for the night. And whilst I was waiting for my prawn madras to arrive... ...I looked at the autosport update of the events... ...of today's rallying, Friday and earlier on today when I checked Elvin was running second with a chance that he could actually win this again this year but then when I checked he's had a misfire on his Fiesta and so was able to make the start of stage 7 now he's returned to D side to the Rally HQ and... If they can get the misfire repaired overnight under Rally 2 rules, he can rejoin the rally tomorrow. Not with a chance of winning it because of time penalties, but at least he will be running. Now, I have no way of checking what the progress is, because, of course, as you know, when you go deep into mid Wales, there's no phone signal at all. So I just can't check that. And also that lack of phone signal is a small issue for me, because I packed loads of fresh water and tea bags and coffee and stuff for a cooked breakfast and what have you, and unfortunately when I came to turn the gas on the rings aren't lighting now, the master switch is open however I can't get it to light, so I went to meet some other guys who are camping here tonight, it's a fantastic collection of people, motorhomes, vans, little bivouacs and tents and braziers. It's like the apocalypse out there. It really is. It's quite muddy, of course. it has been rallying. And I spoke to one of the other chaps who's got a Volkswagen camp, although his is a homemade conversion. I said, oh, I can't get the stove to light. And he said, well, you need to have the sink cover open and the cover for the cooker open, and then it should light. I came back here and tried it, but it doesn't work. So no cup of tea for me tonight, unfortunately, unless I can go and borrow someone else's stove, and I'm sure I can. People are very friendly here. But the time now is quarter to ten. It is black. It is Dylan Thomas black. That's how black it is out there. We're all walking around wearing head torches. Um, the occasional car goes past. You can probably hear the sound of a generator... The odd bit of screaming and some Euro disco playing from the French camper van next to me. You really should come to the Meherian stage. I am 1,800 feet up. It was great winding our way up this track. It really does feel like you're at the end of the world. It's a tremendous thing to do, the sense of occasion is huge so all is well really I can't have any hot drinks but I've got the refrigerator working and I've got a couple of beers in there so I'll probably just have a couple of beers and go to bed and in the morning if I can find someone who can advise me I can crack this problem I'm sure I can crack this problem it's got to be something really obvious I haven't found the location of the gas cylinder yet and of the instructions that are on board with the vehicle there's nothing that tells me where to find them but hey I've got everything I need for the moment and tomorrow a bit of peak rallying in the stages full-on WRC cars visible for 40 seconds here at Meherin, and I'm gonna have to find Elvin's corner and join in with other Welsh rally fans so yeah unless I crack this problem I'm, I'm gonna hit the sack fairly soon <laughs> I'm still excited Science and determination be praised. That is the sound of the whistling kettle coming alive with a nice cup of Earl Grey tea, hot for me. And so, I've sorted it. I did actually manage to find the instruction book, which told me that not only were there two valves underneath the cooker, only one of which I'd opened, but also where to find the gas bottle, which was stowed in a sort of a locker cupboard like a wardrobe in the back of the vehicle and the gas wasn't coupled up it is coupled up now and jones shall have his tea i know that you will sleep better knowing that did you hear that fireworks by the way I don't think you're supposed to let fireworks off on a rally stage i think that was one of the rules but hey fireworks to celebrate a cup of tea that's my kind of event You know that thing I said about it looking like the end of the world? I wish I could see the huge display of fireburst happening right over my uh, camper. i slightly concerned because the sides to the pop-up roof of my camper are sort of a nylon-y fabric. So I'm hoping they don't get singed by the fireworks. Hey... I'm still here, or as we say in Welsh, ma or Heed. Now, if you want to research the significance of that, here's how you spell it Y-M-A, ma or, letter O, Heed, H-Y-D, Ama or Heed which is a Welsh expression of resolution, really, of resilience, I suppose. We are still here, despite everything The Welsh, we're still here. This vehicle is extraordinary. I keep finding things that pop out. I've just located where the table is. There's a lever in the door, in the sliding door. You pop that down and a table pops out and you can put that outside the chairs are stored in a secret compartment over the rear luggage compartment, also there's another sort of secret compartment where well it's not so secret, I just hadn't discovered it above the rear seat where you can pull a lever and there's loads of space to store stuff here this is a remarkable vehicle this is what you want when you're going to motorsport events, let me tell you Right then, two minutes to midnight and it's gone quiet outside. The music stopped, the engines have stopped, the quad bikes with the marshals on them have stopped going up and down, and even the generators have turned off. And listen to this, listen to this. That's how easy it is to set up your privacy in a Volkswagen California. There are blinds over all the windows that just Pull down. Really simple. Even on the windscreen as well and the gap at the top is filled by the sunshades, you know, the sun visors. I'm sleeping upstairs tonight. I could sleep downstairs. I could fold down the double bed here, but I'm figuring that sleeping upstairs is the better idea because heat rises and although it's October and it's quite cool here in Wales in October, it's not cold in here because... This thing's got a heater. I can't remember if I've mentioned that before. But it's got two separate batteries which can power the heater and the fridge and the air conditioning if you need. And I've had the heater on for a little while, just warming things up. And the heat rises through the hatch over the front two seats. And into the upstairs section, which I'm climbing into now. Not difficult. Into my giant double sleeping bag. the one I use when I'm camping with violet I put the big one in in case I needed extra thermal protection I should also mention that actually this isn't the first time I slept in this van because like I said I was very excited yesterday when I arrived at my friends Carol and Steve's in North Wales I figured I should sleep in the van outside rather than sleep in their place so I could debug the system and understand how it works whilst i had a backup so if i did get cold in the night or something then i could always bail out and go and sleep in their house but i didn't need to i slept like a baby it was tremendous last night this is the perfect way to do motor racing it really really is so uh oh the music started again listen i'm sure it'll fade and i'm sure i'll be able to sleep through it even if it does go on for a while because as you know i can sleep through motor racing at le mans so if you can sleep through that you can sleep through anything as another service vehicle goes past so good night people i shall see you in the morning for some big world rally championship action and if i'm really lucky I get to join all the Elvin fans on Elvin's Corner and watch Elvin go by. If he doesn't, it's still going to be great. But if he does, it's going to be peak WRC for me. Good night. Good morning. Or perhaps that should be Boreda. Can you hear the wind whistling across the microphone? I'm in position I'm at Elvin's Corner I managed to get a good night's sleep last night the noise didn't go on too long at all and I was woken this morning by the happy sounds of Estonians and Finns and French and Germans and North Valians and South Valians and Middle Valians all marching past the camper on the way up to Elvin's Corner so I just got myself a breakfast oh here comes a Telly chopper I suppose. The course car has just gone through clearing the way time as we speak right now is eight twenty six am this is great you know it's a huge operation there's a whole row of very good port to lose there's a place where you can get burgers and chips and all that's all sorted and even the slightly marshier part of the walk up to elvin's corner was covered in what do you call them pallets all held together by a wire mesh. Yeah, all sorted and the vibe here is particularly good because the chap I'm sat next to I asked him if Elvin was actually running. Did they manage to get the car sorted? Yes, they did. So expect quite a reaction when Elvin appears at some point. I'm not sure whereabouts in the order he'll run. At least you might find out. Will Elvin be running? Lower in the order, then as a result, yeah, he'll be running just on the back of the other WRC cars, yeah, so he won't be that far back. Okay, good, yeah. What's your name, Biririridi? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Taylor, that's even clear. This man's from where uh, Elvin comes from. Sorry, I should explain. I'm, I make a podcast about cars, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah. Race, you're on. Biriririridi, all Williams, 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 right, clearly amongst family. He got a chance to be, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yep. lots of Welsh flags lots of Welsh people and we're sorted what oh, a great position this is by the way high on the moors with wind turbines turning facing the wind we're all facing the wind it's a bit chill but hey we're used to it we're Welsh and a huge view of the stage as it emerges over the hill to my right vanishes behind what we call a tongue path in front of us here, I don't even know what the English word is, and then spins around in front of us here, so I reckon we're going to see the cars for a good stretch of time, I promise it's about 40 seconds, I don't doubt that one bit, so action starts according to my watch in 7 minutes You hear that? Just came over the hill. It's gone behind the, the tunpath in front of me, the little hillock. Right, I should also point out. Yeah. Everyone climbed over the back of the hill to, to vanish off into the forest behind me. 20 Still here the car You should see this even though the wind is blowing quite hard from left to right probably hear it on your left ear (laughs) There's still mist hanging over the forest, gripping onto the trees in the forest, slowly getting pulled away. It's absolutely spectacular. It's a big part of rallying, isn't it? You tend to see the countryside as much as you see the cars. Wonderful. 100 <laughs> still hear the car. It's a 20-kilometre stage. Though. Oh, here comes another one now. Oh, he's flying. Spray. It's dry today, although it's been raining all night, so there's quite a lot of spray from the cars in the distance. It's dramatic. Hang on a minute. Is this a fiesta. Hard to tell in the distance as he vanishes behind the hill. Here he goes. Oh, no. It's one of the Citroëns. Say he was a bit messy through there, not as smart as that Hyundai. It's great that we've got such a huge sort of natural amphitheatre in front of us because you're still listening to the calm going through in your left ear, vanishing into the forest. Well, the next one is picked up as it rises over the far distant hill on the right nice to hear North and Welsh being spoken around me as well I'm very much at home One more car, and I'm gonna have to put my hands back in my pocket because my right hand is getting a bit cold. I've got gloves on, but it is October. (laughs) Here we go. He's flying, what do you know? Vanishes behind the hill. Everyone's got their cameras out there. It's another Hyundai, a third of the Hyundai. So. ID through there. Yeah, much better lighting in situation. <laughs> it's funny, it's as if all the people here are connected to the cars via an elastic band. As they very around the corner there's this great sort of Movement. this wave of people who rise up the hill about ten steps to watch the car vanish into the forest. Then the car disappears. That elastic is released and everyone moves back down the hill again. Oh, that's a lovely sound, isn't it? There must be, I don't know, three or four hundred people? Maybe more, maybe five hundred people on this... Hill where we're standing right now, and as you look around, there are little clusters of people—ten people here, twenty people there, two or three, even one bloke out on his own. I oh know he's got a mate with him, right on the ridge opposite. Everyone finds their favourite position. You know, there are so many places that you can see the cows. But this, Alvin's Corner, this is the, uh, I think they say, apotheosis, don't they? Of Wales Rally GB. Is that the right term? Apotheosis? I don't know. English is <laughs> my second language. <laughs> right, you come, third car. Fourth car, rather, I've lost count. Wow, they come down that hill. Tail end, all over the place. Buddy on? Breen, then in middle. Middle. We think it's Breen. We think. Yeah. Yeah. Irishman going through. Not as quick as the others, evidently. With Elvin, and Rete- Ola in the WRC. Yeah. yeah. Elvin's gonna be the last car going through, and I think there's what 12 cars in WRC. I think so. Uh, I'm gonna pause record for a moment to make sure I've got some blood in my fingers when Elvin does come through. In fact, I'm not just going to pause recording there. I'm going to pause this programme because our coverage of the 2018 Wales Rally GB continues in the next episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, available in one week's time, where we're there for the moment. Elvin does come through and... An historic moment in the story of British motorsport. Catch that in Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 352, out next Thursday. See ya! To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! Speed! WOOOOO! <laughs>